Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's dive into another late show. News Talk 830-WCCO. Happy to have you tonight. Going to go until 830 tonight. We got Wolves pregame. Cal Soderquist starts then. The opponent tonight, they're on the West Coast. The Phoenix Suns, one of the top teams in the NBA. So we'll be hanging out with you for the next two and a half hours. Uh, Plenty of topics to get into tonight. Clearly, the trade that went down with the Minnesota Vikings earlier today, definitely want to get into that because we all of a sudden have a legitimate tight end. All right? That's awesome. Um, the the NBA has some major storylines in that Steve Nash is no longer the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and there could be a twist into who might be the next head coach. I definitely want to get to that. So a lot of interesting things to talk about over the course of the next two and a half hours, but there's something that I absolutely wanted to start the show off tonight with that – It hits home, and it makes me really, really sad. And just a little bit of background with me. If you didn't know this by now, and I think that most of you know me well enough, I love hip-hop. I love rap music. Um, I fell in love with rap music when I was, what, roughly 10, 11 years old, and I remember the first group that I absolutely enjoyed was Run DMC. I loved Run DMC. The very first hip-hop concert I ever went to, they were the headliners. It was their tour. And you know who was on stage before the headliners that was Run DMC? Because it was the Raising Hell tour. It was the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys leading into Run DMC. But you know who led into the Beastie Boys? The opening act was Public Enemy. Now, you think about if you're a little kid and you've begged and pleaded with your dad and your uncle because it was summer vacation and we're in Arkansas and I told my dad I wanted to go to this concert and my dad and my uncle took me to Memphis to watch the concert, imagine what that was like for a young Henry Lake. That's amazing. That's where it started in terms of being at a hip-hop show. 
So I love hip-hop. But hip-hop has a lot of flaws. And I want to talk about the biggest flaw that it has right now. Just like our country as a whole has a lot of flaws. America has a, a gun problem. We know that. Most people that are reasonable will acknowledge that. But hip-hop has a problem in itself that we need to fix. And when I say we, I'm talking about somebody that loves hip-hop is part of the culture. We have to diversify hip-hop. And what I mean by that is we have to change the topics, the narratives, the subject matter, what we promote in the culture. Because right now it is literally killing us. We in this country were already toxic with how we live within gun culture that is so ingrained in our everyday lives. And it's not okay. These killings of hip-hop artists are not okay. And let me say this real quickly, because I don't want to make this just about um, a rapper dying today. Because I mourn when any person is slain or murdered or killed due to gun violence. From little kids shot at North Minneapolis to major hip-hop artists dying in Houston, Texas. It's not okay. We cannot look at this stuff as just a way of life or anything like that. Because there is nothing normal about any of this. And and this is where I want to begin with this conversation. The most famous rappers in the world, the biggest record executives in the world, they're letting us down. How, you may ask? Because they don't care. They don't care about their impact on the folks that listen to the music. I love, historically, hip-hop culture. Hip-hop has always been an impactful genre of music with young folks in the inner city. Unquestionably, its influence is significant when we talk about the revolution of ideas, and protesting of what's wrong in society. But that is not what hip-hop is right now. Hip-hop is unfortunately filled way too much with nonsense, with things that truly don't make us better or enhance our lives. Because you guys know, music should be an escape. It should be inspirational, But right now, there isn't any balance in rap music. And what I mean by that is, look, we are inundated with the glorification of things that don't mean a damn thing. We keep rapping about money, sex, drugs, and murder. And all it's getting us right now are murders each day and court cases. And RICO charges. American culture is gun culture. I understand that. But hip-hop culture is supposed to be something more than that. 
And guys, look, for the hip-hop fans out there that know me well and I know hip-hop, I'm not saying that in rap that we can't talk about the streets. Come on now. We have to be honest in the music about what's going on because that's where hip-hop originated, right there. But I'm sick and tired of hearing about how many Bentleys you got, how many nude women walk around your mansion at one time, that if you got a problem with me, that you'll kill somebody. I'm over that. That doesn't impress me at all. But our kids, they hear it. And they think it matters. They think that that is life. They think that murder and drugs is normal. It's just, it's just, hey, it's just part of the game. And I think about take off from the Migos, dying today at the age of 28. And it sounds like he was, quite frankly, in the early reporting, that he was just an innocent bystander. After hours. When I think of young people, and specifically young men, don't you want to be somebody's granddaddy? Don't you want better for your family and your friends? And I'm not talking about specifically takeoff. I'm talking about hip-hop artists in general. These big labels are pushing this so heavily, and they know that it's self-destructive. I was on the phone earlier today with a friend of mine going back to college. He's a hip-hop executive. He's been in the industry since the 90s. It's profit over people. And the big-name artists, they're to blame as well. Rap, hip-hop lacks the diversity that it once had. Think about this. Public Enemy, A Tribe Called Quest, The Wu-Tang Clan, Run DMC, KRS-One, Queen Latifah, just to name a few. I've loved these artists. Everybody should view themselves as unique. Whether you view yourself as a backpack rapper or a gangster rapper, you are gifted. You are talented. But let's stop glorifying the wrong things and shoving these same old topics and lyrics down our throats and into our minds. And I'm not saying that everybody that commits a murder or does a crime is listening to to rap music. I'm not dumb. We watch movies, too. Everybody's got an upbringing. But Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson, Jamie Foxx, Charlize Theron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Denzel Washington, they're not dying. Today's generation views movies as entertainment. And they view music as real life. And the artists view the music as real life too. To the rappers out there, the kids idolizing the artists, everything you rap about can't be real at all times. It can't. That's not how it is. Because if it is, everybody's going to jail on dope charges getting killed, and your priorities are going to be screwed. 651-461-9226. Your thoughts, your opinions are welcome. 
And something that was addressed in the press conference earlier today, I want to play something for you after the break. Sylvester Turner, the Houston mayor, had something that he wanted to say during the press conference that he did speak about. I think it's quite telling. Him and Master P as well. We get to that next year on the Lake Show. All right, the golden era of hip-hop. Years ago, I wish we could have it back. The topics, the type of artists. We need a new Wu-Tang Clan. Somebody like that. How about Slick Rick? I'm tired of hearing about popping champagne in the club and how many women you got and how many Bentleys you got. I, I don't, that doesn't do nothing for me at all. I'm over that. And I'm not saying don't have nice things. I like nice things. We all do. Stop emphasizing that. Because what it leads to is this culture of materialism and death. Because now we're talking about who's the hardest and what I'm representing and all. It bothers me. Our young people nowadays, and we live in such an Instagram, social media world, they internalize all of that stuff. Let Keanu Reeves, something happen to him. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or Denzel. It will not happen to actors and actresses. We know that's entertainment. Rappers have to stop with all of this stuff in hip-hop culture as though, like, this is what our lives are supposed to be about and represent. Because this ain't it. It's not it. Take a listen to what Master P had earlier today, the legendary rapper, when he heard about... um, the, uh, the killing of, of Takeoff from the Migos earlier. And hip-hop is dying too young. Uh, rest in peace to Takeoff. My condolences goes out to Takeoff family, Quavo, man, all my soldiers and soldier reps. Uh, hip-hop has turned to the new streets. We used to be in the streets trying to get in the hip-hop game, which is crazy. Uh, the most important thing, people always ask me and Snoop, like, how do y'all live so long? We realize that love overpower hate. And to this generation, I want to tell y'all one thing. Um, you got to move different. Don't be afraid to hire the police for details to get you home. It don't make you no less of nothing. If you make it millions of dollars, that's the whole key to living and surviving and getting back home to your family. Tell people all the time, a good run, be the bad stand. And I love y'all. And I'm challenging the media, whether it's TMZ, uh, Blad, uh, any hip-hop source or any other sources that somebody got that could put media out. Let's post some positive stuff. People come to me all the time about posting negative stuff, you know, showing us in that light. But show us celebrating each other, saving each other. Uh, when you walk out your house, tell your loved ones you love them because you never know who might not come back. And no matter how old or young you are. It's crazy. I love y'all soldiers and salute to everybody. Let's save the next generation. It ain't just me saying this, y'all. It ain't just me saying this. We got to start right now with creating a culture of accountability and start talking about some positive things. These guys that are out here that are rappers, man, you're talented, you're gifted, you got skills. You're articulate. You're smart. You can rap about other things. 
It's been done for I don't know how many years. Let's do it again. We got to get out of this cycle. We are trapped right now in a culture of killing and materialism. And I know that times change, but times changing doesn't mean that we always have to be negative and bring out the worst in ourselves. Take a listen to Sylvester Turner. He's the the mayor of Houston. They had a press conference this afternoon, and he specifically talks about the demographic that I've kind of been talking about. And I think I think in the I'm not sure if it's in this clip, but he was talking about he's really concerned about specifically young men the ages of 16 to 30 because you're killing each other, you're dying off. And it's all preventable. What I've consistently said over the last several months is that I'm concerned with this age group, young group between 16 and 24. Let's say 16, 24, 16 and 30. Uh, There there are too many uh, young men of color uh, that are killing young men of color. And we do need to have that conversation. We do need to deal with it head on. Um, this was a private party, private event coming at the end, and then we have the shooting, and now one person is no longer with us. Um, and it's not just in the hip-hop community, um, and I just don't want to demonize this group, um, but it's across the board with this, uh, with this demographic, uh, where people are no longer resolving their disputes or their arguments uh, through a fist fight. Uh, but now everybody has access to guns, and so when there's a disagreement, people pull their guns and they start shooting, uh, and then someone or people are fatally shot and killed, or people are, are, are injured, uh, and that's unfortunate. In my day, you have a disagreement, fist fight, and you deal with it. In this day, if there's a disagreement, in those few seconds when the emotions are running high, Uh, People pull their guns, and then they're shooting. We have to get out of this this trap we're in. We have to. We're talking about our survival. And it's not just about black men. It's about all men and women of all races, of all backgrounds. I was sick to my stomach last week when I thought about again, because I heard the news story on our station at a top of the hour news break. An update about that young man that was a day from graduating from the University of St. Thomas and was at a bar. And he and he happened to be leaving the bar and caught a stray bullet. And he's no longer with us a day before or the night before graduating from the University of St. Thomas. So it's not just about rappers. It isn't just about inner city kids. It's about all of us. We got to get out of this cycle of death, of just being stuck in our brains with thinking that the way out is through senseless gun violence. It's got to end. All right, coming up next, we'll check in with Paul Douglas, get uh, the latest look at weather. And let's talk some Minnesota Viking football. Made a big acquisition today, TJ Hawkinson.
I liked him. He's coming over from the Lions? We'll discuss it next year on The Lake Show. Minnesota Vikings in the news today because of the trade deadline. I did not anticipate the Minnesota Vikings would make any moves. But the Vikings did make a move. Bold move today. The Minnesota Vikings acquired tight end TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. So, yes, a trade in the division. Funny. Remember how everybody was all upset when we traded uh, we, we traded back with Detroit and they ended up with Jamison Williams? And so now we are in a position to acquire one of their stud individuals. So we get TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. By the way, I am a fan. I've liked TJ Hawkinson uh, for years. I liked him coming out of college. Uh, he was a 2020 Pro Bowler. So far this year, 26 receptions, 395 yards, three touchdowns. Detroit's a bad team. Detroit is. I think Detroit started to come to the realization that you know what we're gonna we're, we're gonna go ahead and just whatever the plans. Maybe been, this isn't our year. We're probably going to scrap it here pretty quickly. I. They might be done with Campbell after this year already. I'm dead sure he. he I don't think he's going to get fired in the season, but it might be two years for Campbell, and then he's over. So, TJ Hawkinson, let's 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 talk about him for a second. I love this move, and the move was the Vikings sent their second round pick for next year, right? The next draft, twenty twenty three, second round pick. And their 2024 third rounder to the Lions. So two picks. They get in return, Hawkinson. And they get a fourth rounder this year. And a conditional fourth rounder the following year in 2024. I love this this move for the Vikings. Because not only do you get Hawkinson, who's making excuse me, a little bit less than a million dollars this year. Final year of his rookie deal. But they get him for next year where his 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 new salary kicks in and he's going to make, I think it's like $9 million next year. So in all, between this season and next season, he is going to make well, something like $12 million. But this is the deal. This is a great move because it's not just about this season and you're 6-1 right now, but it's also for next year. Tight end, we've essentially played... Six and one football with no tight end. With no tight end. Now you've got a legitimate top 10 tight end in the league. I do believe he's that good. I believe that TJ Hawkins is one of the best 10 tight ends in the league. Now you add him to the other weapons. I love this move. It also, to me, signals what, and I said this going into training camp, it's put up or shut up for Irv Smith Jr. The Irv Smith Jr., Experiment is over. It's TJ Hawkinson time. And by the way, Irv Smith Jr. just went on the injured reserve list today with an ankle injury. I just, I'm over him. I'm disappointed that Irv Smith didn't work out because coming out of college, you looked and, I mean, Bama's had some really good tight ends recently. I know O.J. Howard stud when he was there. Irv Smith stud, but he never developed into anything. 
here you're getting a proven commodity in TJ Hawkinson, who was a top 10 pick out of the University of Iowa. Yep. You need somebody that's going to be a consistent threat outside of Justin Jefferson. And I think right now you bring in a guy like TJ Hawkinson who can immediately challenge Adam Thielen for targets. And it takes the pressure off of Adam Thielen. It takes the pressure off of Justin Jefferson. And to me, you make a move to make a run. I think if if you're the Vikings, you're six and one, and yeah, maybe you've lucked into it to a certain extent, but you realize that in a mediocre NFC, and I get some questions coming up and around the NFL uh, coming up at the top of the hour, but you're in the thick of potentially, you know, having some games at home and putting yourself into a good position for the playoffs. And it's weird to think that we're talking about that, what, week eight. I think we can make the case right now that as it stands coming out of the NFC, mm-hmm. we're contenders to go to Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. A- a- absolutely. I-, I think there are a handful of teams that can say that. But I think he works out really, really well for Minnesota because he- with this offense, I mean, I go back and I look at, at what the Rams did with Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett, and they didn't. Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett are not the physical specimens or the athletes or the quality of tight end that that, that T.J. Hawkinson is. I I like it. I love it. I want some more of it, as Tim McGraw would say. So let's get him in uniform. You know, get him up to speed. You know, let's you know get through the Washington game and see what he can do up in Buffalo. Let me be clear about this. I love this move by the Vikings. They didn't break the bank doing what they did. Mm -hmm. They got a hell of a player. And TJ Hawkinson hurt because he's played through injuries. Mm -hmm. He's better than Irv Smith at 100%. A hurt TJ Hawkinson's better than 100% Irv Smith Jr. I'm telling you right now. He's he's one of those guys. He's reliable. When, When he's hurt... It's something significant because yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't miss games. I'm a hawk truther. I've I'm just like you, Lake. I love T.J. Hawkinson. I just think his profile fits so well into Minnesota, and I don't think for the Vikings to win. Right? We know that that defense is going to be suspect at times. I was talking to my cousin today earlier. I'm like, if you think you're going to win. You load up on the strong side of the ball. You load up on offense because you're not going to get into these games where your defense is going to put you in a position to win. No offense. You're going to have to outscore. It depends on who you grab. Well, I mean, you weren't going to. But I'm just saying, if you ended up with a, with a very good cornerback, oh, you, you would you'd definitely be in the mix. Yeah, I, I figured to me it's easier for the Vikings to win games by trying to get into those shootouts. Strengthen your offense. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, uh, C.J. Ham, Alexander Madison, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, T.J. Hawkinson. Like, that's solid. And I look at what some of the other teams in the NFC didn't do, especially the Packers. Like, here's your chance to really you know, give yourself an opportunity. And that's all you want, right? I mean, Vikings fans should be thrilled because it's not, it's not, you're not trading a fourth Chris Herndon. You're trading a fourth for T.J. Hawkinson. And a second, Chris Herndon, T.J. Hawkinson, a little bit different, a little bit different. Hey, by the way, that 
absolutely was one of the worst. I I totally forgot about the Chris Herndon deal. It was a panic deal. Or I Rick Spielman, how many times did something happen and then he's like, uh oh, gotta go you know, Kerry Vedvik. You know, traded him for a fourth round. Uh Sam Bradford, when uh when Teddy Bridgewater had that awful knee injury. What was it like a week or you know, a week or two later? I called that. Yeah, he was dealing with uh Philadelphia for you know, for Sammy Buckets. So <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. It, it's it's just it's I feel confident because I feel like it's worth the investment. It's worth the risk that the Vikings are taking right now. Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. If you want to talk about that deal or any other deal, there were other deals that were made around the NFL. We get to uh, what happened at the NFL trade deadline coming up next year on The Lake Show. This is hip-hop right here. This is hip-hop right here. And not talking about popping bottles, shooting people in the face. This is awesome. Most deaf. Life is not promised. All right, what is promised is that there's an NFL trade deadline. It occurred early today. We talked about the move that the Minnesota Vikings made. But what about some of the other moves that were made? All right, so let's kind of go through and just kind of rattle off some of the moves that were made. Okay, Chris? This, 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 yeah, this was a busy trade deadline. Like, it was. I, I don't ever remember the NFL trade deadline. This was more like Major League Baseball trade deadline. Like, with oh, a you, lot felt, of, you felt it was to that level? Uh, well, considering how dull it normally is, yeah. like, this was, I, I don't recall so much movement. And the Vikings there were, were in the big middle. names that were moved. Yeah, there were big names. I mean, there were like, big I names. I think that that's the point. Like, like there were big names that were moved. Yeah, and, and I mean, you had, you know, Robert Quinn was out of moving. You know, a couple guys were already moved, but yeah, you had, you had some that were moved. So, yeah, let's go ahead and go through a few of them. All right, so this one's going to be one that means nothing for this season, but the Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley deal. So, Calvin Ridley is out for the entire year because of wagering on the NFL, okay? Which was. Dumb of him in the first place, right? But he, it sounds like he's going to be at some point reinstated. So the Falcons traded him to Jacksonville for fifth-round pick. <laughs> That's absolute value for Jacksonville. That's great value for Jacksonville. Great value for as Jacksonville. As long as he stays out of the wagering stuff. Yeah, I mean. Like, hopefully he learned his lesson. But in terms of for for his talent. Yeah. It's great value. He needs to get a FanDuel burner is what he needs to get. You know? <laughs> no, I, I love it. Doug Peterson's going to figure it out. And all of a sudden, you got Travis Etienne, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, and uh, Calvin Ridley. And, I mean, that, that division is not a very good division. Jacksonville's setting up prime. So that's, that's great because I thought Ridley was – I think he went healthy and on the field – one of the top 10 wide receivers in the league. Oh, you think he's that good? I think he's great. I mean, I think he's good. Top 10? <clears throat> I would say yeah, a lot. I would. I think, I think the ceiling's that high. All right, so this one, I love it for the Steelers because they're not going anywhere this year. And I love the fact that they traded with the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. They get Chase Claypool. So Justin Fields gets a receiver. But they gave up a second-round pick <laughs> for Chase. I, like... The Bears got fleeced. You don't give up a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. What? 
Yeah, I I don't understand it from the standpoint that the Bears had just jettisoned their two best defensive players for draft picks, and now you turn around and flip a second to Chase Claypool. And I, it sounds like Chase Claypool had kind of worn out his welcome. He had. In Pittsburgh. And Tomlin knows when to get rid of receivers. Mm-hmm. Like, he absolutely he did it with Martavis Bryant. Yep. He knew to get rid of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Tomlin don't play. If, if he's getting rid of Chase Claypool, and Chase Claypool hasn't made it to a second contract, you know something's up. Yeah, and, and I think this says as much about uh, George Pickens, the, the rookie there as well. So yes. They're going to be just fine. George Pickens is going to be the next star wide receiver there. Um I mean, it's nice for Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney's got a running buddy now. But at the end of the day, I still, the Bears, I thought, were going into rebuild mode with draft picks. And then all of a sudden, you're trading for Chase Claypool. So, uh, you know, maybe Ryan Pohl sees something we don't. They gave up a second. A second. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. That, that, that is quite a bit, you know. Gosh. I, I know. All right, so was there any other ones that like really stood out for you? I mean, what what did you make of the Bradley Chubb? Yeah, I Bradley Chubb. He went to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I can't, what was the compensation package? Uh, I think they they got a, a couple of draft picks, and they got um, uh, it was um, Chase Edmonds as well. Oh, they got a first round pick. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think the Broncos a... the Broncos got a first round pick for Bradley Chubb, and they got Chase Edmonds. Yeah, so the the Broncos did okay. Miami, I think, is kind of one of those that they see their window, so they're going to go ahead and try. So I I give them credit. At first, when I saw Chubb, I'm like, oh, man, Browns traded Nick Chubb, but no, it was, it was Bradley Chubb. <laughs> All right, coming up next year at the top of the hour, you know, something that I saw just recently in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, their editorial board endorsed Tim Walsh's re-election. But my question, do endorsements really mean anything or work? I'll take your phone calls. We'll get into the topic next year on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.